Welcome to the Traveling Perspectives Podcast. A couple of years ago, my sister introduced me to a social media project called Rob's 10,000 Friends, where a guy is meeting 10,000 people one-on-one for an hour at a time to share their stories and inspire others to seek human connection in their daily lives. That guy is Rob Lawless, and a few weeks ago I had the privilege of being the 3400th person to be a part of his project. Due to coronavirus, Rob has taken his project virtual and is meeting with people all over the world through Zoom. As I had plans to launch this podcast in the coming weeks after meeting Rob, I asked him if I could use our talk as an episode of the Traveling Perspectives podcast. He agreed and sent the audio and video files from our talk to use in this podcast. The following is Rob and I's conversation where we cover topics like our own backgrounds and experiences, how we each started our respective projects, and what has been our biggest takeaways from hearing people's stories. So here is Rob's perspective. What's going on, man? I'm good. How are you? It's nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. I feel like we've chatted back and forth a handful of times. It's nice to actually finally get to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Are you down in Tampa then? Yeah, so I'm from Tampa. I grew up here um, my whole life and uh, just came back recently in February from uh, teaching English uh, in Israel, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. um, So yeah, I came back in February and uh, now back on on the job hunt again. How long were you in Israel? Um, so I was teaching English in Israel for, uh, for about uh, four, four or five months. Okay. Um, so I uh, had a corporate job uh, in marketing. Um, and then uh, just it was around that time, like the school year was about to start. Um, I had just gotten a promotion um, at the company that I was working for mm-hmm. and just felt like I had made a... Um, made a mistake by taking it and kind of had the travel bug a little bit and had some savings um, ready to go. So I, uh, it was just the right timing. So kind of uh, quit my job and uh, with two weeks uh, advance notice before the school year started, I, uh, I moved uh, from Tampa, Florida to Israel. Uh, how uh, yeah. the Israel, was that like a, always a place that you had wanted to go to or was that um, like was it a spontaneous thing? Yeah, so I I went on birthright. Um, um if you know what that is, it's mm-hmm. like you know when you're uh, Jewish, you can have a ten day free trip to Israel. Yeah. Um, so I went when I was twenty one, and then um, while I was over there, the same program had uh, has a bunch of different offerings. Um, so this was you know teaching English was one of the options. You could also do like internships with different companies, um, and they set you up basically and with housing and um, a stipend. So. I just knew that it was something that I had always wanted to do uh, in my life and just happened to line up that it worked out perfectly and Sweet. I made the move. Nice. Uh, if Were you coming back in February, even if there wasn't a pandemic? Um, yeah, that's where it gets, um, you know, a little, uh, you know, difficult for me for sure, because um, I actually came back because I was let go. Um, from the teaching program which uh, was tough for sure Um, because I was let go because I signed a contract to not be in possession of marijuana okay Um, and I was um, which was you know difficult for sure but um, so I I left for Israel with the intention of doing um, uh, if you've seen like the project, the traveling perspectives, yeah, um, project, and like doing that alongside of teaching English, um, and I started that project while I was um, working. I, I used to work for Jimmy John's corporate, um, okay, and so uh, I basically went to Israel with the intention of doing the teaching in the project at the same time, and then let you know the um, other things kind of make a priority, and I you know was basically just kind of lazy, uh, to be honest. Sure. Um, and had a very, you know, rude awakening of what my actions have, uh, where they took me. And, um, so yeah, I, that happened in November. Okay. Um, and then I basically traveled around Israel, um, by myself. I traveled around Eastern Europe, just booked a flight, um, went to Budapest, Prague, 
Vienna. Okay. Because uh, my family basically had plans to come visit me uh, in February. Okay. So I had like about a, a three month period where I was just traveling by myself, uh, you know, dealing with the consequences of what my actions had set me up for, but trying to make the most of it and, and learn, you mm -hmm. know, from where I, I wasn't putting the time into things that I actually like liked to do. I was just, um, yeah, like I said, being lazy and like laying around and gotcha. um, yeah. So, uh, I traveled, like my family came to visit me in, in February. Um, and then I came back home. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it, you probably would have been back home anyways during this time. <laughs> I would have been. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to be home, uh, home with family throughout all of this, but yeah. Um, now yeah. I'm, uh, back on the job search in the middle of a pandemic. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's so interesting, um, like, be, being let go for something like that. It's just so interesting, like, where, like, having lived in Los Angeles, the mm. narrative there is so different around, like, marijuana oh. specifically. And, <clears throat> yeah. and also, like, New York and, I mean, like, more liberal cities. But, yeah, that's just interesting that I've thought about as I've gotten older because I grew up in a uh like a household where that was like you never touch it you never go near it and then yeah same, same honestly <laughs> yeah and as I've gotten older I was like oh okay this is not bad uh right but I always laugh because like honest when I was in California one it's like obviously legal so you could just go around the corner and like purchase it mm -hmm. legally um but two like it's almost associated with health out there. Like, right. Um, I met like this mother of like a five-year-old and like a three-year-old and she's like, Oh, like I'm making these like cannabis infused protein balls for like my workout classes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, yeah the, the stigma around it for sure is still very different, um, around yeah. the world. But, yeah. uh, I, I think for me, what I, you know, it's like one of the lowest points in my life, you know, like having to call my mom and, and tell her that and, yeah, um, you know, just being so low and then like finding um, like something, some sort of good out of it and, and what mm -hmm. it, you know, trying to do better going forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I was just going to say like in terms of, I, yeah, I, I also like I've been doing this project since November of 2015 and I've been doing it full time for four, mm -hmm. almost four years now. Um, and like, fortunately I'm able to continue doing the project. And so I'm like working, um, right. but I had a partnership with WeWork that ended in March. And so I'm also essentially like unemployed. So yeah. <laughs> I feel you on that front. Right. Yeah. Um, so what was it that, like, at what point did you start, um, you went full time and you're like, I'm going to do this, um, for real. So I, st I started it in November of 2015. And at the time I was working for a tech startup in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I, I lived in Philly at the time. And okay. I like when I started it, so the first eight people, like I took a picture with them and I would just like brain dump notes into an Excel sheet. Um, mm -hmm. And then after I met eight people, I was like, all right, I'm pretty like committed to it. I'm going to see it through. And then I added, like I started the Instagram account and then I added everyone to that in January of 2016 and then from there just like kept doing it and then I was laid off from my job because the company I worked for was bought out so mm. that was July of 2016 and it, it like we knew it was coming like our our co-founders were pretty transparent with us and so I knew that I was like becoming more and more interested in the project and mm. the month leading up to me being laid off um my project had started getting press in the Philly area, like small, like publications that no one outside of Philly would know, but that still was the first time that I felt press. And so it felt really like inspiring to me. And so, yeah, like you're on the right path, right? Yeah. And I knew yeah. I wanted to go into it full time. And I, I, my mindset at that time was like, I'll do it two to three months full time. If it's not going well, I'll go back into consulting because I'd studied finance and did consulting for Deloitte straight out of school. Okay. And I was like, I'll just go back into consulting. Um, but if it does go well, then I'll just continue doing it. So like I ultimately finished out my lease in Philly, which was 11 months from the time I was laid off. 
And then at that point I had met a thousand people and I was like, I'm just going to continue doing this. And my roommate from Penn state had invited me to go live with him in Los Angeles. And he was like, I have an extra bedroom for you. I can just host you stay as long as you need to. So I went out with him for a summer and then I moved back in with my parents um, that September and like my buddy was getting married and his bachelor party was on the East coast. So I had to be back for that anyway. And, and then I just stayed through the holidays until the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and then I left the day after the Super Bowl parade. I went back to L.A. for nine months, and then I went back with my parents for four months, and I went back to L.A. for three months. And when I was there, my friends uh, who live in Hoboken, New Jersey, were like, if you want to come stay with us, like, you can stay with us for a couple of months. So I went back to Philly last summer, and then I came up to Hoboken in August, and yeah. I've been with them ever since. And I'm here for another like this week and then next week and then I'm heading back to my parents again oh wow yeah man um so like I'm just I'm thinking about the like beginning of starting traveling perspectives and like asking that first person and mm-hmm. coming up with the, the concept so what like uh was there something that sparked the idea uh to start Rob's 2000 Friends or yeah I um it was like a combination like when I I went to school at Penn State and mm-hmm. I knew a lot of people when I was a student there because I was involved in a lot of clubs and activities. So I had like this atmosphere where I was always running into people on the way to class or out at the bars and stuff. And mm-hmm. when I graduated, like that was a pretty stark contrast because going into consulting, it was like me and a team of like five 50 year old dudes and like, yeah. uh, just like didn't have people who I could relate to. And so I uh, missed that feeling of community. And I wanted to get back to being able to meet people without any agenda because it was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah, that and like, like I had an instance one time when I had already thought of the project at this point, but, and the, the other part was entrepreneurship. Like I might have been entrepreneurship. And so I always thought I could create my own path in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when I switched to the startup, I talked to one of my professors from Penn State who I was, he was one of my entrepreneurship professors. And I was like, hey, I just switched into like the startup world. If you know any resources from Penn State that I could talk to, like I'd like to hear about their experiences. And I talked to this one dude in California and like I set up the call with him and told him that the professor introduced us. And like we got on the phone and we were talking and like within like a minute, he was like, what do you want, man? Like, why are you on this phone? Like, are you looking for a job? Like, why, why, why are you talking to me? And I was like, know about I'm trying to like just connect because I just I entered into like this startup world and like I'm interested in what other people's experiences were and like it just bothered me that he was so conditioned to be like this guy has an agenda right want something from me yeah yeah and I um so I was like I'm just gonna find a way to meet people where there is no agenda mm. and through the project like the project is the excuse but it's like at the same time you're not talking for any particular reason other than to get to know each other right um and so that is kind of like how it started um and i like ten thousand to me was like the kicker that made it something that could be turned into a career as opposed mm-hmm. to just like a side project right yeah that's very cool yeah um for for me like um so i had just graduated college um when i started traveling perspectives and i had my first job out of school and uh, what I was doing basically every Monday I flew to a different city across the U.S. Uh, and then every Friday I flew home. So I was in airports every week constantly flying around and I got to be back home with my uh, family for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as a 23-year-old and like just out of school, you're kind of asking yourself those kinds of questions. That's like, is this even the right job for me right now? Am I making the right uh, choices? Am I missing out on something else if I not Uh, taking other opportunities Um, and so I knew if I was asking myself these kinds of questions then I knew that there were a bunch of people you know around my same age who were also asking themselves that and um, I was always interested in like YouTube and social media and videography photography um, and being on the road you know by yourself uh, in hotels every week and uh, you try to find something to keep yourself busy Um, and uh not just laying around watching youtube and netflix so mm-hmm. um i wanted to work on like my editing skills and um you know storytelling so um you know when i realized that every airport 
I went to was just full of people. I just, you know, I happen to be in, in airports all the time with a lot of downtime. I figured it was kind of the perfect combination to start this project. And um, yeah, so every time I had like a layover in the airport, uh, I would just ask people one question and then edit all the different answers together to kind of show how uh, different people's answers can be to the yes. same question. Um, and yeah, we all have like a, a unique perspective on on life and our own experiences that we can bring. Uh, yeah. To, uh, you know, so yeah. How long did you run it? So I, I did it for probably about a year. Um, like any time that I had the opportunity, I uh, had my camera with me. I traveled with it and, and filmed. Okay. And I had like a, a small like gorilla pod uh, tripod that I had in my backpack and I like set it up on my suitcase um, okay. and then uh, just interviewed them. And um, yeah, so I did, I made like about 17 uh, videos Okay. throughout the year um, and then went through some corporate restructuring. My schedule kind of changed um, and kind of, honestly, I had like a, a wall a little bit of, uh, you know, I could ask maybe out of 10 people, maybe one person would, uh, one or two people would say yes. So, okay. um, you know, it's, it's nice when, uh, like I'm changing uh, or like switching it up a little, the project a little bit now to just go through social media and approach people, but to physically get rejected in person or some people yeah. like not even acknowledge your existence when you're just trying to put yourself out there. Um, Get you know it gets it gets tough for sure, um, but yeah. So I did that. I did it for about a year or so. Nice. Um, and the like I said, the plan was to do it uh, again when I went to Israel. Mm -hmm. um, but some things well, it went a different way. <laughs> yeah. Did you do it at all when you were over there? Um, so actually, like once I got let go, I attempted to. I was like, I have nothing. Like I'm starting from zero. You know, once again. So. Um, I went out and I had my phone ready with Google Translate um, because, you know, everybody speaks Hebrew. Mm -hmm. uh, and also the area that I was in, uh, in Israel, there's a lot of uh, French um, people and Russian okay. um, immigrants who have moved over. So I had all the, all the keyboards uh, for French and Russian and uh, Hebrew ready to go. And I would basically say, like, I'm an American a student here uh, in Israel and I'm filming a, a documentary It's kind of like my pitch um, yeah. about different people's perspectives. Um, so I made the, the attempt to go out and talk to some people and uh, probably talk to maybe like 15 people uh, and got to uh, two yeses. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. A lot of people were like, you, you want to do what? <laughs> like, uh -huh. They didn't want to be on uh, they saw me with the camera. They're like, mm, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I didn't release the episode. It was, uh, and one person like actually answered in, in just Hebrew. And then the other person I got to talk to was somebody who was, uh, I think she was like in 10th grade skipping school okay. for the day. <laughs> um, but she spoke a little bit of, uh, of English. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I, I did that one attempt. And now that I'm back here uh, in Florida and I've been, you know, I've been home since February, so a few months I've been trying to come up, like think of different ways that I can uh, do this project and like I started a, a new YouTube channel for the for the project. Nice. Um, shifted over like all the videos that I had on um, on like my personal YouTube channel for fun with just home video kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and seeing like like thinking of different ideas and trying to execute on on something. So nice. Yeah. Where uh. Where did you go to college? Uh, University of South Florida, uh, okay. USF in Tampa. Nice. Yeah. That's and cool. then th that's where I worked. Uh, I worked at Jimmy John's um, in, just in college as a way to pay my bills throughout school. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that's how I found out about the corporate job um, nice. that they have and started that right out of school. Sweet. What year did you graduate? Uh, 2017. Okay. Two, yeah. three, I guess this is three years now. Yeah, I'm 25 now. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. I have cousins in Tampa, uh, but they're one is my age, 20, should be 29 this month, and then another is 30. But they went to Tampa Catholic, if that's close to you at all. Yeah, yeah, we played them in baseball. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
that where did you go to school? I'm sure I won't know, but yeah, no, it's uh, it was a private school um, called Carrowood Day School. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They used to talk about Jesuit. Jesuit for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty. They're both uh, TC and and Jesuit are pretty big in sports. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So USF and did you study marketing in college? I did. Yeah. Um. So majored in marketing, minored in entrepreneurship. Okay. Um, which is kind of interesting to uh, go to school for entrepreneurship and most entrepreneurs like kind of do. And, like, mm-hmm. um, I realized that later on. Um, but yeah, I, I studied, uh, you know, went to the business school there. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. What, uh, were you always interested in entrepreneurship? Like, uh, yeah, like I think um, I always kind of felt like I would start my own thing. Um, and, you know, when you see different uh, projects like, you know, like yours and uh, mm-hmm. Humans of New York and, um, you know, ultimately, you know, the goal is to, you know, share, continue to share people's perspectives, but it, it would be, you know, a dream if you know, I could get to do this, like, all day, you know, just, uh, but, you know, and then it takes, so right now I'm looking for a job where I can, you know, have some sort of stable income, some health insurance, get set up. Yeah. Uh, right Right now I'm crashing at my mom's, uh, she downsized to like a one bedroom condo while okay. I was uh, away in Israel. So I'm like crashing on the couch and it's an interesting time in my life right now. Um, but I'm looking for some sort of stability and, and then so I can have my job and then I can keep pursuing um, traveling perspectives. Nice. Uh, is it just you and your mom and your family? Yeah, um, that's, we're here, uh, just us two. My older sister lives in Boston uh, and is a lawyer. Okay. Um, and then my younger sister uh, is going into her senior year at the University of Florida. Okay. Um, and then my dad passed away uh, when I was like, when I was 14 um, from skin cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's wild. I had skin cancer, um, like on my eye. You can't see it right now. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, no that was joke. A lot. Yeah, no joke for sure. Um, did you like where you have to go to Moffitt or? I had. I was fortunate. Like, I had a spot that was like, as far as I can remember, was always there. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you, like I'll try to move in so you can see. <laughs> There's like. That a little bit right. right there and then that is um so they mm. I had a spot like on my eye and then my sister was working for Penn Medicine in Philadelphia and she was like you need to get that checked out and it was starting to like grow um and yeah I went in this was like three or no four no three years ago uh like December of 2016 mm. And the guy took a biopsy and he's like, oh, it's probably nothing, but, you know, just to be safe, like, you're good. Right. And then I was finishing up one of these meetings with this girl and I got the call and he's like, yeah, this is really weird, but it is skin cancer. So we're going to have to get you in to get you operated on. Wow. Um, but I was fortunate in that I went in that day and like they did the Mohs surgery and mm-hmm. like I was nervous because I was like, this has been here for as long as I can remember. So I don't know if it's gone down to the bone or whatever. Right. Um, but they'd cut the layer out. And then fortunately, like they only had to do that one cut. And then like the line from here is cause they took skin from there to graft it over the hole. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They found uh, my dad's in his lymph nodes uh, under his left armpit. Okay. Um, and so it, he, he had it for two years um, from his diagnosis until he passed away in uh, yeah. 2009. So yeah. it's, uh, I think it'll, it'll almost be 11 years in May. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. My, both my, they're a married couple. My roommates, um, both of their dads passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then my dad's dad, so my grandpa as well, um, passed away when my dad was 12. Wow. So feels a little bit like a family uh, history thing. But. Yeah. Hopefully you don't continue down the that path Uh, yeah it's definitely you know crossed my mind for sure yeah um and like having that experience it also kind of shifts your like world perspective and how you know it's another reason why i wanted to do like yeah go teach in in israel or um because 
you know, having lived through that, you, it kind of shifts like every life decision that I've made. I keep that kind of in the back of my mind of um, like living for today or you know, mm-hmm. you know, regretting anything and making those decisions um, and making sure that you do the things that you want to do while you're alive. For sure. Yeah. Life's too short. Yeah. Yeah. Are you super tight with your mom and sisters then? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're pretty close knit. That's nice. Uh, it's actually my older sister's birthday today. Um, oh, nice. So we uh, FaceTimed her this morning and she took the day off up, uh, up there in Boston. And oh, probably she's cool. enjoying the, enjoying the day. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. My, uh, my older brother, his birthday is on Monday. Oh, nice. It's coming Monday. And my sister's later this month as well. So I'm the youngest of three. Okay. Yeah. I'm in the middle of three. So I got uh, in the middle of two sisters and surrounded by women. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. yeah. It's, uh, it's me. And then my, I'm, tr- yeah, I said, I'm 29. My brother's 30. My sister's 34. So mm-hmm. we have like a ne- nice balance. And then my mom and my sister yeah. are very close and like, I'm very close to my mom and as well. And my dad. Yeah. Uh, so are they all in, in Philly or. Yeah. My mom and dad are, are still together they're in uh the suburbs of philly like same house that i grew up in mm-hmm. and then my sister lives about 20 minutes from them and then my brother is in midtown manhattan nice yeah, yeah i met a lot of people from philly in the program um that i was uh, in the teaching program so mm. uh, some lower marion um oh yeah it's not far Conchahokan and yeah yeah my sister lives in Conchahokan. oh nice i grew up like 20 minutes from there oh cool mm-hmm yeah, they all seem to like it. <laughs> yeah, Philly's a cool place. Um, mm-hmm. Like, living in the city was really fun. It never felt like it was my city until I moved in. Like, you're always, like, the suburbs kid. Right. Um, but once I moved in and I started this project, like, I really started to get to know the city and the people that made it, uh, that it was consisted of. Um, and so I feel very comfortable there now. I'm, like, I've, it feels very much like a home to me. That's nice. You'll be back soon, right? Yeah. And I, who knows when, uh, it's actually nice because I'm not a suburbs person, but mm. um, my, like, I grew up in like a half acre of land. So like when I go home, my parents have a patio and they have like a pool in the backyard. So if it starts to get hot out, like we'll be able to sit up there. So on any other time other than a pandemic, I prefer <laughs> to be in like the... <laughs> city atmosphere we can walk to everything and take the buses mm-hmm. but it'll be it'll be nice to see the family and like have that space yeah absolutely have you yeah. picked up any uh any quarantine hobbies no I've, i'm reading um i think in like the, the beginning i don't know how it was for you but the mm-hmm. beginning of it and like that like i guess the first stage is denial right like <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i um kind of just like everything all of my productivity had been like knocked out but then after like a week or two really once I got back into this because uh, initially I'd planned to postpone it um, mm-hmm. but once I started getting back into this like I'm a very routine person so I was able to get back into the routine and every day now is like I wake up I meet people at 9 11 1 and 3 mm-hmm. and then I like finish my last story by 5 and then my roommate and I work out and then we have dinner and then we watch Money Heist we've been watching lately. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're like in the beginning of the last season of that. And then I will always read uh, at night before bed. So I'm like, I wanted to read more this year. And I think I'm on, I think I finished six books. I think I'm on my seventh right now. Wow. Yeah. What are you, what are you reading currently? Uh, I'm reading this book called sorry, uh, Room Full of Mirrors. It's like a biography on Jimi Hendrix. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so my dad is like a fan of his, and I actually got it for my dad for Christmas, and he read it, and so then he gave it to me. But nice. super interesting. Like, I'm not like a huge Jimi Hendrix fan, but I'm finding by reading mm-hmm. it, like I'm more interested. And in, even between my calls, like I'm listening to his albums to to kind of like bring him some to context. Life. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, cool. But I've always loved biographies of like people, uh, mm-hmm. especially like people who we still talk about a lot today and kind of romanticize right mm-hmm. i was uh i'm not a huge reader but um i did come across uh this book in the airport i was just um, looking for something to do yeah and i picked up uh quest love's um oh. book on creativity nice uh and, like he talks about his uh, you know the roots come up and um how he likes to get involved 
and and it, like talk with other creative people nice uh, and hear their like process and i i would definitely recommend that one that's really good what's it called um it's called creative quest i have it right over oh, okay there. but yeah creative quest it's really good nice yeah i'll have to check that out because mm -hmm. now i'm like confident for the time being that i'll be in a routine of continuing to read books and so i need yeah. more ones no definitely it's really cool because at the end of each chapter he kind of uh proposes a question and like leaves a sheet open for you to uh like write your thoughts down mm -hmm. as you're as you're reading along nice. um and uh his like um he writes like he's like he's talking um which oh, i cool. yeah, i found uh kept me like uh, interested throughout the book nice yeah. yeah how about you like what what has your quarantine routine been yeah um so i'll wake up um i've been trying to run a lot nice at, at least uh like four times a week okay sometimes i'll stay in and uh, stay inside all day but um i've been uh cooking uh breakfast sandwiches is my thing lately nice. <laughs> um so like trying out different spices in the eggs or throwing like hot sauce in the eggs while it's cooking. Um, I don't know, different concoctions. I used to have, want to open up a food truck was a, was a dream at one point. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, and then just hopping on LinkedIn really and scrolling, uh, trying to find stuff that fits. And I'm finding that a lot of, uh, places like outside of, uh, your like hometown aren't if you're not in living in that area right now then they're not really looking to hire you i mean mm -hmm. it, uh, it makes kind of makes sense with the way the world is right now but yeah um so i've been focusing on the tampa area okay um and i'd always wanted to move out west is a uh, was kind of a dream okay. like uh you know colorado and denver portland seattle nice um so maybe that will happen some someday um but uh looking around um tampa nice. at the moment um, are you planning to hop back into the corporate world i think so i think that's well i just had to i've been going through like you know a lot of interviews lately so I, i've got my spiel down of who i am and my experiences but okay um i just had uh, an interview yesterday with docusign yeah um with for a sales job with them Nice. And actually in Seattle. So I had, I had a friend uh, refer me. Oh, He's cool. uh, used to work at Jimmy John's with me and now he works over there. So nice. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it went well. It's my second interview with them. Um, but, you know, really at this point, I'm just going to take anything that I can. I'm <laughs> looking for some sort of income and, and health insurance would be nice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, if you so. When did you arrive in Israel? In August of 2019. In August. So you taught for like three, three or so months? Um, August to November. Okay. Yeah. August. What, four months. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Four. And then how long were you supposed to teach? It was supposed to be for a year. Okay. Um, so from August 2019 until July, like beginning of July. Okay. Um, and then a lot of the, my friends who are over there now have also left the program uh, due to coronavirus and okay. um, are back home with their families. So I think the program in, because there's a bunch of different cities that do it. So just in the city that I was in um, had maybe like 25 people, 25 teachers. Okay. And I'd say there's maybe like 11 or 12 that gotcha. are there now. So a lot of people went home. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, so if you, did the program i guess you w would still be thinking about what came next yes yeah um and yeah I'd, I'd still be in israel right now you know mm -hmm. so it's uh i don't know like i'm I, i'm i'm definitely happy that i'm i'm back home it, mm -hmm. you know in the moment it didn't feel like um such a good thing to be going through that but sure. um yeah i'm definitely happy to be back and i i learned that i don't want to be a teacher so okay. uh try different things um nice. seeing what kind of fits and i don't think i have the patience for it yeah uh, what grades pretty... were you teaching or people like what yeah you... it was yeah th uh, third through sixth grade um, okay and then so i was in like an actual um israeli school and okay. um kind of like a teaching assistant so i would take uh maybe two to four kids out at a time 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had, I had another uh, co-teacher who was also like a teaching assistant in the program with me. And then one, um, one main English teacher that we yeah. would uh, follow around basically all day um, and take uh, kids out who, want, who needed like the individual attention. Gotcha. And when, when you, like before you started the program, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do afterwards or were you just going to like let time take its course? Yeah, I was, uh, I definitely had no idea. It was like I, you know, graduated, got, um, took the first opportunity that kind of gave me an offer. The only other um, job prospect that I had, uh, I went through a few interviews it ended up being the person at like a Sam's club who's like, have you heard of this scrub before? And they like, okay. And I was like, I don't want to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got this corporate position with Jimmy John's, um, like something that I had already known, mm-hmm. you know, how to do really. Um, and so still it's like, you know, I just keep like trying different stuff and seeing if I, if I like it. So now it's, uh, kind of back to square one and, um, an interesting time to be unemployed and looking for work al- alongside like, you know, 20 million plus yeah. people. Yeah. So I'm just excited if I get an offer from somebody. Yeah. How, um, how long were you with Jimmy John's? Two years? A little over two years. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I had was they called it an in shopper of like just making, um, like just working at a franchise or a store. I did that, um, for about three, three years. Prior to like throughout college. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so my sophomore to senior year okay nice did you did you enjoy the job and you just wanted to like uh expand and like see what else was out there or was it a job that you were like uh, I don't really want to be here like I want to go do something else yeah um I feel like I kind of had not a lot of uh direction and like I didn't really know what I was really looking to do I I knew that I enjoyed traveling Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that I would be able to see a lot of the U.S. in this job, um, and I've racked up a lot of like Southwest points, and that was that was cool. Um, and like the credit card points, I was like, I kind of got addicted to the to like, oh, okay. that to that like game. Points guy, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I like that part of it, but I, I think I even like within my first couple weeks of uh, of it, I was like, I kind of hate the corporate world a little bit, but yeah. Um, now where I'm at a point again where I can like I'm reassessing what I want um, I like I think I kind of want that structure again um, yeah that I, I haven't had for you know seven eight I don't, I don't even know how long we're coming up on it's already May so yeah <laughs> uh, it's been a while um, and now that I'm older as well and I've had some experiences I think I appreciate it more um, and I can be more motivated in, in creating the kind of life that I want uh, in the future. Yeah. What would be like your dream job if money didn't matter? Um, man, um, truly like if I could do this project um, full time mm-hmm. uh, would be like the dream. And I, I, I know it's attainable because you know, just once you just, what's that, uh, Steve Jobs quote, it's like everything in life was made by people who are just as, um, yeah. you know, I don't remember the full quote. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, and like the people that you look up to are like just normal people like yourself. So if someone else can, can do it, like you can do it yourself as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that would be the dream and to be able to, like travel to different countries and and do the project and um doing some other creative stuff on the side i think if uh money wasn't a problem i'd be doing that kind of stuff nice yeah but i think that goes back to uh being motivated because you know and like doing the putting action behind the things that you say that you want to do because i feel like i'm very good at coming up with ideas but putting them into action is something that i need to work on gotcha. um, and that's that's what i'm I'm working on now. Yeah. What, um, how did you come across my project? My younger sister, actually. Um, so she was a, she was a big fan. Um, and I I don't remember what year, uh, it was. I know it must've been a couple of years, uh, now, but, um, yeah, she was a big fan and she showed it to me and, 
just uh follow along it's uh sweet it's been fun <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's crazy to see it it expand mm-hmm. it's just been very like my whole thing has just grown i think as a result of the sheer amount of people that i've met yeah and like <clears throat> all even all the like press opportunities that i've had i can like trace back to someone that i met years ago who like mm-hmm. introduced me to someone and then someone saw it and it's like yeah yeah it's really cool so you the goal is to reach 10,000 but what have you learned um so far like about human connection like what's uh, a big takeaway for you i always say no one knows what they're doing with their lives everyone's just doing the best they can with the resources that they have yeah <laughs> uh, which is like I don't know. I just talked to uh, a guy right before this who's studying computer science at UT and Mm -hmm. he feels that way. And I talked to this dude yesterday who is an oncologist in uh, Pakistan and has been practicing for eight years and like did all of his schooling and he feels that way. And so it's like a universal thing. And I think, I don't know, because I guess just having these conversations because there is no agenda, we've been able to be like really candid with each other. And so I've gotten like the human side of people. And I think the reality is like everyone has goals and stuff, but everyone is uh, uncertain about things and has insecurities. And it's like, that's okay. Like, I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, before I used to think that like confident people were people that didn't have insecurities. And I feel like now it's like confident people are the ones who aren't afraid to admit their insecurities. And it's like they don't see it as something that could bring them down. It's just like right. a fact of their life. And so, yeah, yeah. I yeah that's like what I've learned and then I've also learned that I have a lot to be grateful for like there's this podcast I was listening to called the happiness lab Mm. and it's like this Yale professor talking about the science behind happiness and I like it because I think that a lot of the the things that they say to do to make you happy I get through my project so part of it is like confirmation bias that I'm on a good path and the other part is just interesting to hear in scientific terms but they were talking about like olympic medalists and like gold medalists are like happy they're like silver medalists are always like sad and they're Mm. like and then bronze medalists are always happy for the most part right because they were like the reference points are like silver medalists will be like i could have had gold and i got silver Mm -hmm. bronze medalists will be like i could have had no medal but i got bronze and so they talk about reference points and I think that this project has given me a lot of reference points to understand where my life fits in to other Mm -hmm. people's um and it's like I met a girl a few weeks ago who was like the victim of a mass shooting and she was shot seven times and like went into a coma and lost her leg and and um like had still has nerve damage in her arm and she was studying computer science and so like that's been a challenge and that'll give you perspective for sure (laughs) for sure and it's like that is a reference point where like i'm in a quarantine but i'm like i will happily stay in quarantine to not like i take this over getting shot and losing my leg any day yeah um or stuff or i just i like people maybe need to like meet somebody like that or uh, experience something themselves to find that sort of perspective for sure their lives yeah and i feel like even like having our conversation, like you sharing about your dad, like that makes me understand that I need to actively appreciate the fact that both of my parents are in my life. Yeah. And I've had like, I've met a lot of people who've lost siblings or or parents and stuff. And it's just like, I think a lot of people don't, aren't faced with that stuff until they personally go through it. But for Mm. me, like talking to other people who've gone through it, it's like, it faces me earlier than it otherwise would have. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, uh, yeah, I was was just going to say, uh, like, uh, you know, with coronavirus as well, like the people who don't take it seriously until it affects somebody they know or, or themselves, like, Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be a challenge, uh, for, for the, our society, you know, going forward. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I'm sure you like have a similar mindset to me, but it's like incredibly frustrating to see people who think like me first like how does this affect Mm -hmm. me and I need to do this where it's like um you have to like understand that we are all part of a thing and we're like we're all connected and so it's not me it's we but um yeah I was gonna say for you like in doing your project what do you feel like you learned 
Yeah, um, I'd say the biggest thing is that everybody has a voice uh, that they want to be heard. Everybody just wants to share um, like their perspective. Um, you know, like I, I'd have some instances where I like walked up to people and they're like, you want to interview me? Like, why me? Um, and so like giving somebody a, a platform to share their ideas and um, I think, yeah, I just think people want to be listened uh, to. Yeah. Are there people who like have, have stuck with you from like, from the conversations you had? Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking of like the first person that comes to mind um, was this woman who was, uh, I was in, or I guess these uh, two guys, um, they were, so they were a couple um, and I met them in the um, Midway airport. Um, I was flying to, I was working in Chicago a lot uh, towards the end of my time. So, um, and yeah, they had, had um, met in Chicago doing theater together um, and uh, were like one had moved from Omaha, Nebraska to pursue theater in Chicago. Uh, the other one is like a screenwriter. Um, and yeah, they were on their on the way to a vacation together. So when I asked them if they were, um, what they were up to, they were like, uh, we're leaving town. <laughs> okay. We're getting out of here. Um, but yeah, I, I would ask like in different questions that, um, yeah, like I said, that I was thinking of myself. Um, and if I, you know, got some advice from other people, then um, maybe I can help other people thinking the same thing. So I, you know, the first question I asked was like, what advice would you give your 23 year old self? Mm-hmm. Um, like, well, you know, I asked like, what would you do with, uh, in life if money wasn't a problem? Um, yeah. How did you find your career? Um, and uh, another person that really sticks out is, um, cause now I'm like, you know, with uh, the emergence of like a new social media platform, everybody kind of like content creators that go back through their old content and, and repurpose it for now it's TikTok. It'll be, you know, fill in the blank, whatever uh, yeah. in a couple of years. Um, so I was just watching the, my video where I asked people, what would you do in life if, if money wasn't a problem? Um, and this guy uh, who like seemed kind of uh, like not into it at first, like when I asked him if you'd be interested in uh, answering this question real quick and helping me out. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Um, and then he gave like an, an actually like really thoughtful answer. So that was like surprising, but I asked him what he'd be doing in life if money wasn't a problem. Yeah. Um, and he came back and was like, if I would try and teach, um, young men to like live by a code, um, or like not think too much about other people think of them, um, and like kind of create a code and live by it. And, um, so basically like, you know, just coaching uh, people on how to be like sure of themselves uh, yeah. and then you know, like pursue their passions. And I thought that was interesting for sure. Nice. That's cool. And now you like for you, the dream would be to do the project full time. <laughs> how, like how I know you said you're like changing it up a bit. How do you see the project? Like what, what, what does that look like going forward? Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I was thinking it's like how YouTube is and like if YouTube is TV now and playlists are different like TV shows, if you like look at it that way, then I want to have uh, different playlists of different scenarios of like interacting with people that um, there would be no other reason for me to interact with them other than we happen to be in that same place at the same time. So like the airport series is kind of an example of that. Like why would I interact with these people other than the fact that we're flying on the same day mm-hmm. um i mean uh thinking of uh like driving for uber and you know you're like in a situation where you're with uh, a bunch of different people for no other reason other than they like went on an app and uh and you like pick them up um, yeah. and maybe do that as like a side hobby nice. um going on like omegle uh <laughs> and <laughs> Um, people are there looking to, you know, talk to, to strangers anyways. So, yeah. Um, and then just asking, maybe like uh, asking the one question um, and then cut all the different answers together and, and keep that kind of uh, structure. 
Okay. Um, and then have like an, a longer form conversations like this that um, ultimately become like a, a podcast. So yeah. still reaching out to um, people um, for long form conversations while having like other playlists that um, all surround or are all around the, the fact that like, um, you know, interacting with people that you would have no other, other reason to, to meet them other than, you know, we happen to be in this one place nice. at one time. So like taking those chance encounters and like unpacking them. Right. Yeah. And not, you know, who knows what, um, what other opportunities there could be from, from that. Um, it's kind of, it can go anywhere really. This yeah. is just like the, the few ideas that I've had recently. That's cool. Yeah. I'm sure the, that the virus has shifted your um, like approach as well as it has for me. I can't meet people in person anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just tried because um, it's like, so I filmed just a, a 12 minute uh, of just myself talking and published that as like the first podcast okay. uh, episode. And then I tried going on Instagram live with uh, one of my friends from college. He was like my roommate for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it wasn't super great. Like I, I thought I had the settings set up to save the video afterwards. It didn't mm-hmm. save. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have like a backup plan. Um, the, it cut out like three different times. I had to hop back on live to talk with him. Okay. Um, the, uh, my phone overheated at one point <laughs> and I had okay. to, and it was just like canceled out everything. So probably not going to do it on Instagram again probably switch over to to zoom but yeah um yeah so i'm I'm basically like trying to uh i'm like reaching out to a few people and had some friends volunteer to help me out so nice i'm just like kind of starting uh and launching it now yeah zoom has worked really well for me and like the purposes of my conversations yeah uh Uh, when i like i I think i had asked you about how you were editing um everything I, I didn't mean like you were editing your conversations because uh, I know you know the authentic the authenticity of what people are saying um, yeah is important for sure but um, are, do you like pay for zoom um, or using the free version or I just use the free version okay. um, and then it's like with when you start the thing you could just hit record like which I did for our conversation right and then, like, as soon as you hit end meeting, it, like, converts it to a file, and mm-hmm. you get, you get, like, the audio, and then you get the and video. And the video file, right? hmm Yeah. And then I was uh, trying to find a way, because, like, to go back and forth when you're flipping from your screen to, like, my screen, I think that's what I was... Oh, uh, uh, you mean, like, to see who's talking? Right, right. So it does that automatically. Oh, really? Yeah, like, if you see in some of my clips, like, Mm-hmm. I know they're largely like the other person talking and me just not there but right like if you look at my most recent one if I'm talking if like the software knows to show who's talking and so oh, that's cool back and forth yeah okay so you could just upload the file and it does it for you that's cool yeah and you can also like I don't know how you have me but I have you in speaker view so that you're large and I'm in like a little box above you yeah I have the same as well if you do the like side to side, then Zoom mm-hmm. will record that way too, so that you can oh, see. Okay, gotcha. But I, th- I think the like seeing who's speaking makes more sense. Right. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, but yeah, and I guess S- Skype has been. Uh, I recorded one on Skype, and I actually can't How did that speak. Go? It was good. I mean, I'm just more comfortable with Zoom because I've used it mm-hmm. more. Um, but I think it's like um, fairly similar, but I can't remember if it did the back and forth thing or not. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think I'm going to go with zoom from now on. It just seems the simpler way. Yeah. It's like everyone just decided that that was the place that we were going to. Yeah. All of a sudden. Right. (laughs) And yeah, I feel bad for like the other companies who also had these solutions, but it's just like, things happen like that right and zoom wasn't even intended for for this it was like a, a business um specifically mm-hmm. for a business video and now uh with everything going on it's just uh taken over yeah it's it's crazy but that's yeah who knows i don't know no one planned <laughs> to be in, in a pandemic and, yeah <laughs> and here we are right yeah is it are they starting to open back up down there 
yeah, things are actually, they opened up yesterday. So um, I'm about to get my first haircut and I don't even know how long uh, oh, nice. after this. Um, but yeah, they like, you have to, everyone has to wear a mask. Um, you have to wait for, you have to like call the salon when you get there um, mm -hmm. to like have them walk you in so that you're not just waiting around inside. Okay. Um, but yeah, Florida is definitely one of the uh, places where people have been pretty loud about reopening everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom has been, you know, like super scared and anxious about, um, you know, going back out. And I'm like, I'm the one going out doing the, grocery shopping for us and mm -hmm. um take care of the dog and, and all that kind of stuff so yeah um but yeah things are, are starting to open up again yeah i just want like yeah i'm curious as to when life will return if ever to the normal that we used to know yeah because um, i was like i'm sure that over the next year when things open back up like it'll be steps towards uh what was normal but yeah like you said even if it if it, the state right. is open like doesn't mean you can't not wear face masks and stuff and right yeah and like i don't think this virus is going away anytime soon so yeah i uh, think like the more i think about it then i'm budgeting for like next summer yeah right mm -hmm. and like you know with the beaches uh down here in florida like everyone's just ready to break out of their houses and and be outside and um, the beaches are, are reopening again as well. And like, people are starting to, to be on the beach. Some of them are like, just, uh, like you can't like sit and hang out. It's like, uh, mm -hmm. only for like running. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, everyone's, uh, going crazy, uh, back, uh, yeah, out in public. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, for Pennsylvania, New Jersey doesn't even have a date yet. And yeah. Pennsylvania is june 4th as far as i know okay yeah i think my sister's uh, not going into work until like end of may probably okay yeah yeah and hopefully like in terms of jobs and stuff hopefully the economy does bounce back it's not yeah i mean who knows i don't know how to run an economy but I, <laughs> like people will still want to go to the bars and like eat and stuff it's not like they lost right. the interest they just lost the ability to do it yeah i uh i'm hopeful as well well, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the world responds. Yeah, only only time will tell. It's yeah, like, I kind of believe that with everything with my project too. It's like I've always just been like, as long as I meet four people every day, like mm -hmm. that. Like for me, like I have been good about keeping up with that action of it, and so and like if I just meet four people every day, like I don't know when it's gonna work or what it's gonna look like but I do think it will work into what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Just got to keep going, I guess. Yeah. Always got to keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll let you go on that note. Cause I know we're like right at an hour here. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad we were actually able, able to connect after chatting so long. Um, yeah, me too. I, do you want me to send you like the video and the audio from this? Uh, yeah, I would appreciate it. That'd be awesome. Okay, cool. I completely forgot until we started talking about podcasts that you <laughs> talked about using this as a podcast, but I'll, it'll probably be like a Google drive link. Cause I think it's too big to email. But, Perfect. Sounds uh, good. Uh, you can use the email that I, uh, you sent the invitation on. Sweet. I will, uh, do you have any time frame for it? I can do it tonight. Oh, literally whenever you can uh, okay cool no rush at all so sweet i will send that to you then and then for my purposes can mm -hmm. you send me once we hop off the call just take like a selfie a with, selfie or, yeah. yeah and then dm it to me and i'll i'll take care of that for sure yeah no problem sweet all right dude all right. well good talking to you and, and you good too. luck with everything and finding the next job yeah thank you it was really nice yeah. to meet you of course man take care all right thanks rob see you I've been ending every podcast by asking people what they want their legacy to be. Since I hadn't started the podcast when I met with Rob, I DM'd him on Instagram and asked if he could send me a video of what he wants his legacy to be. Here's what he sent back. I hope that I leave a legacy of people treating human connection as an experience rather than a transaction. So I hope to inspire people to find value in simply sitting down 
exchanging stories with each other, expanding their perspective, and creating empathy in the process. I want to thank Rob for being so supportive as I start on this journey of sharing people's perspectives. You can find Rob's project on Instagram at robs10kfriends. And if you want to be a part of his project too, just send him a DM. Thank you so much for listening to the Traveling Perspectives podcast. You can find content from the project on any social media platform. All you need to do is search Traveling Perspectives. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.